What is up, players, skaters, and everyone else in between? This is Track Talk. Yay! We are your hosts. I am Serial Killer, and I am with... I'm Forcer, and this is a new immersive primary roller derby podcast. Our plans are to uh, talk with refs, skaters, players, and everybody else in between that is involved in the derby atmosphere or just in the roller sports atmosphere. So, to start off with our first segment, we're going to roll into some host introductions, just so you guys kind of know who is actually speaking to you. We're not just random people. I'm going to have Emma, <laughs> I'm going to have Emma take it away. She's going to tell you a little about herself. So, my derby name's Enforcer, but you can call me Emma, that's my real name. I've been playing roller derby for almost 10 years. Um, during my junior derby career, I'd skated for two teams. My home team, No Coast Junior Derby, and then I also skated for a female division team called the Chick Whips. They're located in Topeka, Kansas. After aging out, I joined um, the role of coaching our B team for No Coast Junior Derby, and then I became a board member for No Coast Roller Derby, and I skate for them currently. So, I am Shelby, or Serial Killer. I currently play for the Capital City Crushers, but I started playing back in 2013. That's been about nine years now, which is kind of crazy. Um, at that time, I started as a junior skater for the Topeka, the Topeka Chick Whips. Uh, while playing with them, I ended up going to like nationals twice, which was super awesome, as well as going to a bunch of you know tournaments around the United States. I, like I said, currently play for the Capital City Crushers, where I am one of our coaching staff, and I am also on our board, and I'm one of our captains. So that's currently where I'm at. So we're gonna do some Q and A questions. Uh, we put a poll on Instagram where we asked you guys what you wanted to know about us, and we're going to kind of go through those. Where can where can they find us, Emma? The Track Talk Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us on Twitter, Track Talk Podcast, and YouTube, I'm pretty sure, is the same. Just Track Talk, the Track Talk Podcast. Facebook, Track Talk Podcast. Yeah, there's You'll a super cool us. link in our Instagram bio, I believe, that has, you can click on that and it has everything that you need to know about us mm-hmm. if you need to find us somewhere, mm-hmm. which is super convenient. Everything's there. It's Everything's cool. there. So for these questions, mm-hmm. we're going to start off with our favorite thing about roller derby. What is our favorite thing about roller derby? What is yours, Emma? There's so many different things about roller derby that make it great. But if I had to choose one favorite thing, it would probably be the people. With roller derby, I've kind of made some of my greatest friends. I'd even call them family, actually. So these people, I probably would say they're my second family. But they're some of the greatest people I've met. And I can always reach out to them if I need anything. And they've also kind of paved the way for like my career path. So I've met a lot of really great people that have really inspired me from roller derby. So I think one of my favorite things about roller derby is I just feel like, like you said, the people, like, I I feel like people in roller derby are so different than any other sport that I've ever participated Mm -hmm. in or thought about participating in. Everybody's so unique in their own personality and totally weird and all over the place. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's super cool. Um, I also like the fact that I can be a female in a co-ed sport and get a play against men Mm -hmm. which is kind of a little bad it's not really a healthy mindset but it i think is super empowering as a woman um so yeah yeah it motivates motivates me i feel i feel kind of awesome a little bit when i (laughs) get to compete against Mm -hmm. 
people that are supposed to be with quote with quotation mm-hmm. marks supposed to be stronger than than us uh so i just think that's kind of cool our next question is what are our names and pronouns my name's emma and she her yeah i'm shelby i go by she her as well that was a quick and easy one uh yeah <laughs> let's see so this next one is what is our preference on what we wear to a game or do you have a preference yeah before like we had these questions before and we wanted to think about them i right away was like me and shelby are kind of the same because what this is like only one thing actually it's the socks but we're we're like inverse i like to wear black nike socks because i like i like a nice monochrome all black because our my home team wears black and white for game days or black or white and then shelby yeah i for a long time i did actually wear white and I just changed to mm-hmm. black, I'm not gonna lie. No way! <laughs> Let's go! Alrighty, for our next question, we have favorite roller derby position and why? I'll go first. Um, goodness. It's changed. I I don't know, actually. No, it hasn't changed, but I feel like it will in the future if I keep playing Right. Uh, this position. Maybe. But... I, for the longest time, I was a blocker, and I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Specifically, probably a pivot is my favorite, because you get the both... No, yeah, it's definitely a pivot. You get the both... The best... Oh my gosh, if I get speak. You get the best of both worlds. <laughs> so, you can become the jammer, and I like jam... I don't mind jam... I used to hate jamming, actually, but now I don't... I don't mind it. So, I'd say probably blocking slash pivot, if you want to add that in there. But I don't mind doing everything. Like, I think the most versatile players are the best. So, that's mine. So, I forever and ever and ever was a blocker. Like, forever. Mm. An eternity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but recently, recently I kind of switched over and I've been jamming a little bit and being more of a pivot. Mm-hmm. Which is super duper duper fun. I really do enjoy it. Uh, I find a lot of joy in doing cool things and getting through and stuff. But I always fall back to being a blocker. Like, I love it. There's something about performing a really good, hard hit that, like, rattles your own bones a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And you, like, just know it was a good one. Mm-hmm. That just, like, feels good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just get a lot of pleasure from it. I, so I'll always want to be a blocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love playing defense. That's my biggest. I, I just love sticking on the jammer. I don't mind offense. The only thing about offense is it's only it's only good for me. It's only good when it works out well. That's when I'm like, okay. I just I think I just need to work on offense more though. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just love like hitting people. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I like hitting people as a jammer too, mm-hmm. but it's something there's something different when it's I'm a blocker. Mm-hmm. All right. For sure. Um for our next question, we have favorite wheels and toe stops. You can go first. I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, right now, I'm rocking, like, the gumball extra large toe stops, like the super big ones. Yeah. Uh, I really like those. I like having a big space to plant my toe. Uh, I I braced for a long time, so I feel like having that big space, I could really gallop back and forth quick mm-hmm. and all that. Felt comfortable, like I was just on stilts or whatever instead of little tiny toe stops. Um, my favorite wheels, now this is a little bit, I'm a little heated about this, okay? I'm a little bit mm-hmm. passionate about this. Oh no. 
<laughs> so I love the Adam Jukes. I love those wheels. They're so amazing. They're not wheels anymore. What? <laughs> they're gone. They they're were, gone. They're gone. And I I'm now on my last pair and I need new wheels now. So I know that no. they made replacements. They like made a replacement model, but in the It's not the uh, it's like not the hardness the same. that I in the hardness that I like. They're neon pink and I was rocking like the light green ones. Mm-hmm. And it just looked so good. So I'm a little bit angry. So Adam, Wait, if you're out it's there. Just the co- it, it's just the color? Yeah, I just don't like the color. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you're out there and you guys still have some of those. <laughs> the baby green ones. The baby green ones. Anybody. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for them, guys. You will be in contact with Shelby right away. Yeah. <laughs> get, those, get those green. Oh, my. That's funny. Yeah, literally. I'm angry. I don't want the neon pink ones. Man, why'd you got to change the colors? I was going to say, I get that. Like, I feel I feel very uniform. Like, everything has to match with I've been my wearing uniform. those. I've been wearing those wheels for, like, six years. I went to nationals with those. I went everywhere with those wheels. That, that. Yeah model yeah they gotta change them on me they hold a special place in your heart yeah they have a little they have a little place in my heart you know Aww. <laughs> <laughs> what are yours um for the for the longest time i had adam booms and i really really liked them and i i, I skated on them until like literally this past summer and they're, now they're they're like nothing they they've got nothing on them but I just couldn't get rid of them because I'm really superstitious when it comes to like <laughs> getting new stuff. So if I say I get a new derby product or wheel or toe stop or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be set back. Like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna know how to skate when I put these on. And so I was super scared to get wheels. But right now I have Radar Halos and Poison Savants, and I really like them. I think the I like the Halos a little bit more. But I like both of them equally because they still give me like that speed. Because I was—they're also 84s, so they're pretty grippy. And so I was really scared they were gonna slow me down, but they don't at all. This—this this sounds like it's sponsored, but it's not. <laughs> but if they want to, um, just kidding. Um, I really like them. But the booms—they—they they also just like Shelby. They hold a special place in my heart. Those were like, those are like my first ever legit derby wheel. And then my toe stops. I have the Bionic Bigfoot. I don't know how I got into those. I think somebody gave them to me, and I was like, "These will work," and they've worked forever <laughs> since I've since I've gotten them. So I don't mind them. They're good. Good deal. Yeah, I am still very passionate about those wheels. I'm serious. They were. <laughs> I was. I was gonna ask. Are you superstitious too about stuff? So do you have like? Do you have this thing in the back of your mind where it's like, oh, but if I get this, is it gonna like mess up the way I skate? Or, oh, if I don't do this on game day, I'm not gonna play well or I'm not gonna perform um, well. I mean, I I think that I create a pattern. Like I do things that like if I go up to jam, I tighten my straps mm-hmm. on my skates. Yeah, it's like, like I have habit. like little habits. Um, that's one of them. I don't I don't really know if I have I haven't changed my skate setup in so long. I got new skates like just a boot a while back and that wasn't I don't mm-hmm. think that was like a super big change. I don't I mean, I skate on the same wheels all the time. 
So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, really. Yeah. I don't know if I have, like, a whatever. Super superstitious sort of thing. Yeah, the wheels I skate on, they're, like, I think they're, uh, like, up there in the 90s. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's another th- <laughs> I was going to add that, like, with Adam Booms, I, w- I looked everywhere. Before I changed my wheels, I was like, okay, I want I want the same kind of hardness because, like, I, I don't know, I was worried, you know? And so I looked everywhere. Like, I was looking at blogs that have been posted in, like, 2012, and that nobody, <laughs> with Adam Booms, they're only distinguished by, like, extra firm, firm, or extra, extra firm. It's not like a durometer scale. And so I was oh. like, what the heck? Is, like, I know what firm is. I know what extra... But, like, what is the scale? I needed the number just so I was like... Yeah, I need the numbers. I was... Yeah, I was like, I need the numbers so I know what I'm getting. And I just... I don't know what to... I don't know what to do. But I just... I went with an 84. And I'm... I'm okay with it. I'm good. I like harder wheels, though. I always have. But these are... These are nice. They'll do. They'll do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Okay. Let's go into our next question. It is... Did you like roller derby right away or not? Hmm. Did you um, like it? <laughs> no. Straight up, no. <laughs> I hated roller skating. My um, my cousins and, like, family and friends, when I was younger, we would always do... Or they would always do, like, skating birthday parties. I hated them. I did not... I didn't know how to roller skate... I was always so scared because roller skating scary like I think we can all agree that roller skating is dangerous and if not done the correct way you can really injure yourself and so I had no clue what I was doing when I first started but for some reason something clicked when I when I started playing and then it just follows suit where I was like okay I like this I'm gonna stick with it and I think that has to do with what we said earlier about the people the people make a huge difference like when I was younger, I played a lot of sports. I played, um, gosh, now I'm blinking. Oh, volleyball. <laughs> and I did dance. And those, those those, people I didn't really click with like I did with roller derby. So right. I think that made a huge difference. But yeah, I did not like it in the beginning. Just because I, I'd never really skated before. So that's probably why. But now I love it. So. Right. So for me, I was always... My mom would drag me to the like the school skate days you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about like your class or your grade would have like a skate day or something and like a little you could like go... a field trip no it would be like after school and oh. i don't know at least at our rink we had that i don't know maybe that's not a worldwide thing i don't know uh we would just have like school days where it'd be like half of the school maybe fifth grade through whatever grade would go after school if they wanted with their parents and my mom would always drag me there because she used to love to skate as a young person Mm -hmm. and I hated it she would drag me around and hold me up so I didn't fall down and I guess she told me that one time I like fell down on my bum and it ruined it for me (laughs) I don't remember that Uh she said that was kind of the killer I didn't skate for a really long time and then it was a like out of school skate again so it was like a Monday we didn't have school that day and the rink was having a special where they were open earlier me and my friends ended up going my friend ended up meeting like a boy 
and they started dragging us to the Friday night skates. So then I was doing that, I met a few friends, kind of started playing roller derby. So I already knew how to skate pretty well. Yeah. I was, like, pretty stable, you know, I didn't know how to do any of the roller derby things, but I could skate. I'd been skating for a while. So I was older, I was in sixth grade. I have always been a larger kid throughout all of elementary school, high school. I'm just tall and bigger, and I look older. At least when I was younger, I looked older because I was taller. I was on maybe the, the like, B team for a month or so until they mm -hmm. started making me try to skate with the older people, you know, the older skaters. Whoa. Yeah. And that freaked me out a little bit because they were all oh. like two years older than me and they had been playing roller derby a lot longer than me. So they mm -hmm. were trying to throw me in right away with the only agreement that, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to take it easy, you know, ish on you. But we think you can take it. So that spooked me a little bit. I remember telling my friends that, uh, you know, I think I'm going to quit this thing. <laughs> and then I I never did. I stuck with it. I remember you, though, told me that there was, a like, a Facebook post. You need to talk about that, Emma. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not really anything special, but... It's funny. I think it's funny. Really? I think it's funny. I think it's cute. Um, The No Coast... If I'm thinking of the right thing, the No Coast Derby girls at the time, now they're No Coast Roller Derby, but they po they literally just posted an event, or like, an event or just, like, a promotional thing on facebook and my dad saw it and was like oh my gosh this is so cool i want to put my daughter in it and then he i actually went back a couple summers ago or whenever and i saw on the promotional thing my dad commented on it and tagged my mom in it and he was like what do you think e do you think e would like this and my mom was like no <laughs> like straight up which is like no she wouldn't but he threw me in it anyways it I'm was really funny though. I must remember better than you or something, because your mom said Emma's not sure about it yet. Oh yeah, she did say that. She was like, "Emma's not sure about it yet." And that's then, what I thought was funny. Next thing I knew, we were driving to play it against sports to grab me some plastic skates, and I was sitting <laughs> on the road to go to practice. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. that's that's all that's I so remember. That's all. And it and it was the first ever. Yeah, this is they were doing they were doing like a trial. The No Coast Roller Derby girls, they were doing, like, a junior derby trial thing because they'd seen that there was derby teams that were making junior teams. And that was – I yeah, I'm one of the um, originals, as they like to say. <laughs> so I guess that's cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your roller derby dream? My dream. My dream. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I'll, I'll I I'll have you go first. Okay. Um, I think my long-term dream, like, real goal, like, this is really throwing it out there – Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to somehow do this as a career. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't really know. I don't have like a specific on how I would want to do this, but if that was an option, that would be literally so awesome. I think. Yeah. Because uh, I always think mm -hmm. I about what I do in. I'm gonna say the real world. <laughs> what I do <laughs> as my career, and I'm like, yeah, that's really awesome. But you know what's cooler? If I could yeah. do like if I could be a roller derby something for my job. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a short-term one. I did end up trying out for Team Kansas this past weekend, so I think my short-term dream would be maybe playing for that team, and that'd be pretty cool. So yeah. there's mine. And she's going to make it, guys. 
Um, goodness, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing about the long term and short term. Long term, oh man, I don't want to steal yours because that's like literally what I'm working towards. So I'm going to school for marketing and advertising, and I want to specific like I'm obviously gonna get my degree to be able to do it for any company, but my dream would be to do that for a roller derby league or some sort of roller sports company because i think that community is what i'm most well not i think i know that is the community i'm most passionate about and i could see myself making a career out of it by doing that um but if i was to get really specific and like call out names rose city rollers i am you are at my top of my list i love them so much (laughs) that would be my dream is to work for them because i know their league is huge they they should get a round of applause right now because they have quite the league there and they just actually the, have empl- just having the uh, just having the ability to have actual jobs paying jobs right. that's impressive. Right. So hit, impressive. anyways, what we're saying is, Rose City Rollers, if you see this, <laughs> hit us up. Yeah. We can do some announcing gigs or something, right? <laughs> right, right. No, it's oh, super goodness. impressive. They have they have full on. I think it's like nine employees working there. So I, I, and it doesn't have to be Rose City Rollers, you know what I mean? It can be, Roller Derby can be more than just your average, let's go hit some girls and then go to the bars later. No, it can be, it can be more than that. And Rose City is obviously showing that. So I think that's probably my long-term goal is to make a career out of it. And if I were to be specific, Rose City Rollers. And then short-term, um... I want to play high competitive roller derby. So with my junior team, we were competitive, but we were never to that level. And also COVID has a lot has a lot to do with that just because it was cut short and whatever. But I think I want to make up for that and get even further into the competitive derby world with adult derby because there is some really crazy good WIFTA teams that I'd love to play or even play for so i think that's like a that's not really a short-term goal it's kind of long-term too but yeah something along those lines (laughs) yeah along those lines all right how do you get hyped do you got a routine Um, (laughs) hmm. not not really i I, i've always wanted to be the cool person that was like doing track warm-ups with like headphones in but that's not me Mm. like i have to the best way I get hyped up with my team is, like, being together and, like, talking about stuff and just getting, like, just, like, literally screaming and just stretching, jumping around, just, like, getting hyped up with my Keeping teammates. it happy. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm the complete opposite. I get a little <laughs> menacing with it. I get a little menacing with it. I gotta, like, get up in my head. It's probably not, like, totally healthy, but, like, I'll listen to music and mm-hmm. I gotta get my adrenaline pumping, so sometimes I... I think back to what I call the good old days. <laughs> and I'll bring it up a lot on this podcast probably. But like yeah. when we were playing when I was playing really competitive high level roller derby for a junior league, I'll like think back to those times and I'm like, Man, imagine if this was the final game or the final yeah. jam and the final jam and like a game that's super important at a tournament and it's a tie game i just like think about stuff like that and it gets my adrenaline pumping you know oh yeah so for sure mine's a little more menacing not so happy but Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah there's mine all right 
then we do we have this one which is who does the graphics oh so, that's you right there that's Shelby I, I do a lot of them but I think we're gonna be it's just for convenience right now Emma's really creative as well so she's making up a lot of stuff too mm-hmm. but yeah um why did you start the podcast this is our final question so we gotta make it okay. good <laughs> I'm gonna give you this one because just for context Shelby's the one that came up with the podcast she was like she just texted me one day. It was like, Emma, let's make a podcast. And I think this was back in May. So this has been this has been in the process for a while. But I'll let you go from there. Yeah, it's almost yeah, it's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I was just scrolling through Instagram one day and I was like, There's not I feel like I've not and I'm in like the roller derby world. I'm obsessively looking at all these things. I'm all over the social media. I normally know what's going on and know a lot of players and all of that stuff. Mhm. Uh but I haven't seen a really good roller derby podcast. I just haven't seen anything publicly out there being advertised at least well. I'm sure there's some out there, but just that you haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't really seen any out, like, you know, really out there. So, I went to my most reliable roller derby friend. <laughs> One person that I assumed would be able to talk almost as much as I do about <laughs> roller derby things. That was Emma, so yeah. I just kind of went to her, and it was really just like a spitball thing. And I, I do that a lot, where I have all these crazy ideas. Um yeah. But I went to Emma and I was like, we should do this thing, because I think it would be cool. And then, I guess, I'll throw it towards you about what you thought when I said that. I was I was down. I think at the time I was like, okay, this is a lot. Obviously, <laughs> it has to be. And if we want to do it well, and if we want it to be successful, or, you know, something to be proud of, we need to put it together and make sure it's the best to our ability. Because, obviously, we've never done podcast media you know it's a, it's a little different right. and so we had to really prepare ourselves but yeah I was I was down because just like Shelby said with our goals and both of us can agree that we want to make a career out of it and whatever that may be it's okay because we want to be in the roller derby atmosphere for eternity for our whole career right so I think branching out and doing all sorts of different media because both of us do instagram we've we've been doing that it works but right let's let's do something else that really that pushes it into mainstream media so with this podcast we have hopes of really reaching other people but while talking about the thing that we're most passionate about or talking to people that we find really interesting that are in this atmosphere so yeah I think that's a big thing we are super curious as mm-hmm. well and we want to learn things and we see these people on social media that we find an interest in that we want to learn about why are you doing mm-hmm. these things um, especially people that are super you know important in the community that are really changing the the roller derby world and roller sports world that's another thing we're super curious about or at least I am park oh, skating yeah. and and uh, bank track roller derby and mm-hmm. even like skateboarding and all that it's all similar you know we're on yeah. wheels we're on wheels we're doing crazy stuff it might be a little dangerous 
<laughs> so I think even like hockey, you know, I know it's not on skates, but it's Still. all interesting to me, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I think just this is an educational thing for us as well, learning from people, yeah. all of that, getting our names out there. I mean, that's a plus, but yeah, I think just learning and talking to people and sharing our passion for for mm-hmm. the sport we love is really, I mean, important to me. So. And it ultimately grows the sport as a whole. Yeah, roller derby, exactly. roller sports. It's just it, it helps everybody. It doesn't just help us. It it really pushes everybody else that we talk to out there. If they if they don't have a big enough platform or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Getting everybody's voices heard. Mm-hmm. Especially for Showing these people. niche Yeah. These yeah, yeah, niche yeah. sports, these little underground cuz roller derby is an underground sport unfortunately. It's not super mainstream, so But it can be. Yeah, this is exactly. If we could get these voices heard, especially from individuals that maybe aren't those typical roller derby stars, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's important as well. So that's kind of my answer to that question. Yeah. Um, We do want to talk a little bit more about uh, what we kind of want to do with with the podcast, which kind of plays into that last question. Um. Emma, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Um, not really. Just the o- just like the overall goal, which we're really trying to hit, is that roller derby and roller sports are amazing, and the whole world needs to see that. Like we want, we want these voices. We want our voices, whoever's voices. We want them to be heard and show the world that like roller derby's legit. Um, roller sports are legit. These these people that are involved with this community they are legit like these people are amazing individuals the most creative individuals that you'll ever meet and so you know give them the opportunity to hit that mainstream media right exactly i think one of my big things is you almost always see uh people that are big and i i kind of briefly said something about that just a second ago but these stars these big ones all the names that we all know that play mm-hmm. roller derby. We we hear about them, we know about them. Everybody's keeping up on them. But we're not always keeping up on the people in the background. So mm-hmm. people that are, you know, controlling WFDDA, JRDA, that are really keeping the sport going because yeah. without them it wouldn't be a thing. These referees right. that have been doing it for, you know, a gazillion years, you know what I mean? Yes. A bunch of years. They they have just as much roller derby visual experience as mm-hmm. we do. They know a lot of things, I bet. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be cool to talk to them, coaches that have been in it for a long time, how they for make sure. their team successful, all that mm-hmm. stuff, little tidbits. I don't know. I think that's my most interest. I have interest in that. <laughs> yeah. So we have... I think we kind of want to talk a little bit about the whole derby hiatus. So, like, COVID sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly, it was a terrible thing, you know. Um, we can we, we can talk about it on the outside perspective of the world, but just for the sake of time and also this podcast and its, its main hitting key points – we're going to talk about it with the derby world but i think both of both both shelby and i for personal anecdotes we can really really relate to how derby was affected by covid because shelby was 
you were in the moment of getting aged out or getting aged out you were you were in the process of becoming an aged out skater in 2020 right and so that really hit you hard because your senior season was completely cut during the time that we were most likely gonna at least try to get to champs or go to champs or whatever or do just do great things i shouldn't even just say go to champs you know champs isn't the only good thing that probably have a good run yeah have yeah. a good run at it. <laughs> yeah, have a good run at it. Just have a good season. The team was looking good, and then, boom, this really, really bad thing happened. Everybody had to stop. Time moves forward. Shelby ages out. Emma ages out in a year, in 2021. And everything everything just kind of stopped, you know? The derby world, could we can't do anything. You can't. You don't want to affect other people. You don't want to get people sick. You know, we don't want to be the cause that kills people basically right and so from now i think present day you can really see the effects of the derby hiatus and what it did to different leagues and so i wanted to ask you how did that did that affect capital city crushers at all or what did you guys do so it wouldn't affect you guys like what what is capital city crushers doing now that is going to help you in the long run after the derby hiatus I think the biggest thing for us was we jumped as soon as we were able we got the okay to go back to practice we jumped on it Mm -hmm. and I think the surrounding league saw that and we did gain a few skaters that were interested that maybe their team never came back or it just didn't work out Mm -hmm. we were able to start practicing right away actually I think it was really helpful a lot of times in roller derby, we don't really get time to rest our bodies. Yeah. So some leagues, they have, you know, off-season. But I know all the leagues that I've been on, it's like all the time. All we the just time, keep playing yeah. forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So it's good, I think, to have a rest period. So mm-hmm. that was good. And then when we came back, I took over as our head coach. And I made a curriculum where we started from zero so we started as new skaters we worked on just our skills building those things back because we've been gone for a year but still we don't always work on those things 24 7 it's a good skill set to have being good at your basics makes you a better skater Mm -hmm. so i pushed that a lot we did a lot of footwork basic stuff started literally just blocking one-on-one yeah you know really building it up And I think that really, really, really helped us in the long run, which that's the only thing that I think is good that came out of COVID. Mm -hmm. But a flip to that is we started super soon and no other leagues were really doing it. So we couldn't play anybody. Yeah. We were just sitting ducks, sitting around waiting for somebody to play. Yeah. Which was super boring. We're playing the same teams over and over again because there's only five teams that are really willing to play we had teams back out of playing us because they didn't feel like they had enough preparation Mm -hmm. because we had been already set up for Mm -hmm. a while established or whatever so yeah that almost yeah (laughs) it almost seems like a con but then you got to think that you had started and your all your skaters are more prepared than any other league probably at least surrounding league i don't know about right other leagues that are yeah like basically i'm thinking midwest but you guys are probably the most prepared but also yeah you don't either there's 
quite literally nothing to do, but there's nothing wrong with <laughs> there's nothing wrong with practicing. Like you only yeah. you only get better if you are constantly practicing and then yes, gameplay. Gameplay helps. That game experience is always a plus, but you only get better as a skater if you are practicing. So I think yeah, you guys are most most definitely prepared to crush it during the competitive season in twenty twenty three. Did you get it? Capital City Crushers. Yeah. Crush it. <laughs> we love puns. <laughs> anyway, anyways, what do you think about your league? I know you guys are still kind of yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. We, so, it's been tough. I I don't even want to say because of COVID. Just from being a junior skater and a part of that no coast derby community, because the juniors are a branch off from the adults, but we're separate. It's a whole thing on its own. But I think it starts back to not having a venue. I think Shelby's very lucky where she lives in Topeka. The Chick, or not the Chick Whips anymore. Oh my goodness. At Astra now, their junior league and the Capital City Crushers, they have a venue that they can go skate to. They have a skating rink. Lincoln, Nebraska does not have a skating rink. And so it's really hard for us to have a place to practice at. So even just with that, with the adults struggling to have a place to practice at and find a find a venue that best suits them in their season, that's already really hard, you know. And I think a lot of leagues just from just from looking on social media or just um, talking to other derby skaters, that's one of the biggest things is a lot of places don't have venues, or at least they lost their venue because of COVID. So I think that played a huge role into whether or not when my league that I skate for comes back and also just you know people people find other things in two years it's really hard to be like all right I'm going back to derby after this two years passed and I'm gonna go back that's really hard and these are these are grown adults you know they for me I was still in the junior program in 2021 and so I was still practicing JRDA had different rule sets for COVID so we were able to keep practicing with whatever safety precautions we had or that we chose to do or had to do actually I should reiterate that um and so Mm -hmm. I was still able to practice so I I didn't have nearly as long as of a hiatus than you did but I think that's that's the difference is I I was still involved in this league this junior league and then I had a little bit of a break but I still had enough time to be like I'm still motivated to do it and also to Adam, I'm crazy. Roller derby is my only, like, my personality right. trait. So, yes, I'm going to go back. But that's not everybody. You know, people lose interest. People find other things. And so I think that's what happened with my league specifically. And I, I'm guessing other people that are listening can also agree that a lot of people just find different things. They get comfortable. They have they have kids, you know, especially as juniors that just went up to WIFTA. These are grown women, you know. these These people are... These people are having families. They're they're moving. They're leaving. They're going places. They're doing they're doing life things. So I think that's one thing that um, my league has been affected by. But I think a lot of elite a lot of leagues also really struggle with that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I I wasn't super connected with our junior league after I aged out just because there was a whole break and stuff but I think they definitely Mm -hmm. took it pretty hard um just because Mm -hmm. 
kids were quitting, you know, they got bored. Some of these kids weren't totally into it yet, you know. Maybe they found something else. I yeah. saw a big wave of adults go into park skating. And I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going back. I just know, I'm seeing on socials these people, they're at the freaking park skating areas. Skate parks all the time, you know. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Even adding, even adding that little note of the park skating... We saw during COVID that, like, the Derby Warehouse or Devastation or all these different distributors for roller skates, they were sold out because companies weren't making skates during COVID, but people were buying roller oh. skates because they were like, I don't know what yeah. to do with my time. You know what I mean? I'm I'm stuck at home. Let me buy a pair of roller skates and try roller skating because I, I have nothing else to do. So I think, yes, we have, like... We have lost people because of COVID with Derby. Like, Derby leagues have definitely seen a decrease of people coming back to practices. But also, when it comes around to recruitment time, there are so many people that picked up roller skating during quarantine that I think we're going to see large numbers, give or take, because people drop off, you know? Not everybody loves roller derby. Yeah, that's a big thing. But I I do... yeah, I do think that there's going to be more people wanting to try roller derby because they yeah. bought skates during COVID, and that was that was a huge thing during COVID. Was no, yeah, no, totally. I went through two recruitments so far for our adult league, and you see a big wave of these skaters. That I'm not trying to stereotype them, but you can look at them and you can tell, you know, they probably bought those mm-hmm. skates online because they saw a TikTok mm-hmm. or whatever, which is really cool, though. I think that's really cool. Uh, so I can definitely see that that influence. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty much all we have. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, we don't, we I don't have, have nothing else really else. to add about about that. I mean, I could I could talk about it for for days. I think. Yeah, for I think real. It, I think it positively <laughs> influ- or positively affected the derby community, but it obviously na- like there's positive and negatives to everything. So I think. Yeah, I that yin yang yes, stuff. Yes, yes, it's never it's never going to be one-sided. It's never going to be Derby's dead completely or Derby has revived. I think right. that's another thing. This is I could keep going, but this is the last thing I'll leave you guys with is um it goes in waves. So there was a resurgence of roller derby in about 2000s, you know, that's when it came back and it was super popular and then slowly but surely it's going to decline and then it'll come back. It'll just keep going up and down, and I think we'll see that for the rest of our lives as we watch it change. But we would love for it to constantly to keep rising. But that's—I mean—that's not the way life works. But if it—it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's feasible, but it's hard. Well, that's all the subjects we kind of have listed for us to talk about, at least for this first episode. So we're just kind of kind of leave you guys with mm-hmm. our socials make sure to find us on instagram you can find us on actually a bunch of things instagram is probably a mm-hmm. good go-to first because we have that link in our bio in our instagram yeah. where you can find all of our mm-hmm. links to all of our socials um emma might be better at listing them off than me yep. but <laughs> so take it away emma <laughs> <laughs> i mean i the your best your best bet is instagram like shelby said the track talk podcast and then if you go to our uh, bio, there is a link tree. Or if you want to go to my Instagram, Shelby, I don't know if you have it there, so I'm just going to say mine. If you want to go to Enforcer 4 on Instagram, there's a link for a link tree, and that'll have all the links there for you. If you want to check out every single thing that yeah. we have, you're That's the best. It. 
Thanks for watching. Thanks yeah. for watching and listening. First episode. <laughs> yes. First, first episode. It. Let's go. We did right. it. Ciao. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.